So God says to us, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord acknowledge that it is so. We do not, we activate the promises of God by Amen. Psalm 107. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy, and gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west, and from the north and from the south. It says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Now, there are, you know, the financial analysts and stuff like that and other people are telling uh, people as that some seasons are about to come. It's not like, you know, the negative things happening in the world have never been seen before. Um, but the believer has to be prepared. Amen. Glory be to God. And God has given us the mind of Christ and told us, given us the assignment that we're supposed to do. In the kingdom of God, there is no scarcity of any kind. The kingdom of God is well provided for. If we continue to walk in the system after the system of the world um, and depend on it, we can only get results that the world talks about. When the economy crashes, people crash with it. But when you operate the kingdom of God, then you get the result that the kingdom of God talks about. Amen. Hallelujah. What does it mean when he says the redeemed? Hallelujah. The word redeem means to buy back by paying a named price. Hallelujah. Sometimes people buy vehicles and maybe something happened and they couldn't pay for it maybe once or twice and the dealership comes and they, they repossess the vehicle and then they ask you to pay everything that is left. If you pay, they give you the vehicle. That is redemption. Hallelujah. Now, God said to the children of Israel, because in the day that he set them, he, he, he exempted Israel from the death of the firstborn in Egypt. He said that every firstborn of Israel belonged to him. But he said, you should give an offering or a sacrifice of offering to redeem the firstborn because the firstborn is his. Hallelujah. Now that didn't happen to the Gentiles. Glory be to God. It happened to who? The Jews. Amen. So redemption 
gives us, God is our redeemer. Jesus is our kinsman redeemer. God is our redeemer who redeemed us from the power of darkness through the blood of Jesus, through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 53 from verse 1. It says, who had believed our report? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he had grown up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of a dry ground, he had no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. All we like sheep had gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord had laid on him the iniquity of us all. This was the price of the redemption that Jesus died for us. That's the price of the redemption. It was the named price. When on the cross he said, it is finished, what he meant was that it has been paid for. All our sins have been paid for. Diseases paid for. Curses paid for. Everything that came into the earth because of the fall of Adam. Adam sold himself to the devil through disobedience to God. When you are in disobedience, you are under the power of the evil one. When the world, when when somebody who does not know Jesus is being nice and being good, Sometimes evil things happen to them. Why? They're under the power of the devil. That's why the scripture says that the whole world lieth in wickedness. The redemption that Jesus won for us is permanent. It is eternal. That means that God is committed to getting us out of trouble when there is trouble. There's a covenant that says, if I'm in trouble, my heavenly father will come for me. That's what redemption is. First is, he takes you out of the power of darkness. He has paid a price. Everyone who believes Jesus is the son of God and God raised him from the dead, he's saved. That means has, that person has taken advantage of the redemption and God would immediately immediately snatch the person out of the hands of the devil, put that person in his kingdom 
and make the person a new creature. And from that day, God is committed to you forever. But you know we've been taught, right? We've been taught to understand that it's not a license for lawlessness because we're not lawless people. Is it not true? Amen. Glory be to God. The reason why believers do things that are wrong is because their minds have not been renewed. In any place where your mind has not been renewed, you will keep repeating what you were doing that was wrong. What does that mean? You have to flush out the old way of thinking. The old way of thinking brought out the feelings that you have, you and I have. When you erase the old way of thinking, you will diligently meditate upon the word of God. You will get rid of the old way of thinking. You know, our thoughts affect our feelings, our emotions. So if you're thinking right, your emotions will be right. If you're not thinking right, your emotions will be wrong. If you renew your mind, it will begin to affect your emotions. How you see things will change. God has given us the mind of Christ, a mind to think the way he wants us to think. And that is what we come to church for. One of the things that we come to church for, to learn how to think about things, the proper way to think. But those things, we cannot just come and tell you this other thing, this other thing, no. There must be the biblical basis for what we're saying to you. We must lay it out. Hallelujah. And let you see from the word of God that what we're saying is true. Now, if you don't believe that the Bible is the word of God, you're probably not a child of God at all. Because the basis of our faith is what God has said. The Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, God is alive and we feel his presence when we worship, when we are in prayer time by ourselves. Sometimes we cut into, you know, the atmosphere of worship and then we go away or on the way and the spirit of God begins to give us direction, tells us what to do and stuff like that. God is a living God. He's a miracle-working God. You were told here about a sister who had dropped her prayer request. We haven't even started praying over the prayer request. Yeah, maybe when we pray, God meet the needs of the brethren and all of that. We pray for the needs of the brethren. But we haven't even started praying. God answered. Now, the Bible tells us in John chapter 3, verse 16, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So, that is the redemption. God's love, I like to say that God, God loves us so much, but his love was not enough to save us. He, he's wise enough to know that he had to do something legal, legitimate, for him, for his love to become beneficial to people. This is the reason why when the world says God loves me and they heard us when we're saying God loves you unconditionally and then they jump on it, they launch on it. God loves you the way you are. 
God loves us from what he sees of us. God is a faith God. God does not see according to the circumstance of things. That's why the Bible says that Jesus will not judge according to appearance. God sees things through the eyes of his word. So he says, you are justified by what you say. If anything comes out of your mouth, it's coming from your heart. So even when you say you don't mean it, this is how I see. This is how I see it. Praise God. God sees man. He said, before I formed thee in the womb, I knew thee. So he's seeing you from the eyes of faith. He speaks about the end from the beginning. He calls those things that be not as though they were. So God sees from the eyes of faith. And when he speaks a word, you know, during the singing, you know, we're hearing, oh, help us to think the way you want us to think, the way you think. It is his word that is the way he thinks. Read the Bible. Let it talk to you. Let it renew your mind. Let it affect the way you reason. Daily diet is not once in a while. Keep reading it. Keep reading it. The Bible says after a while to be fitted into your mouth. God does not want us to be ignorant about what he has done. And he wants us to, faith is believing what God has said the way he said it. Believe God. Our redemption is real. Amen? Now, in, in the covenant or that brings redemption, in the work of redemption, when it's temporary, assuming we say, oh, I'm going to redeem you for 10 years. It means within 10 years, if, you, if it's depending on the kind of, it's like an insurance policy. Depending on the kind of policy that it is, if you lose your tires, they fix it, right? If you have dents, they fix it. If, you're, if anything goes wrong, if it's, um, you know, um, like the warranties that you get, if, if, your, if your powertrain goes out, they'll fix it. If your engine goes out, they'll fix it. Like within, when you have factory warranty on a product, all right, and it's for one year, anything that happens, they fix it. You just go to the dealership, they'll fix it for you, right? That's how redemption is. God has paid a price. That price has paid for everything. Now, there are things that we have to walk with God to bring it to pass. But the basic things like healing, our peace, our joy, God has paid for. He has paid for. Every curse upon the earth, he has paid for. Everything has been paid for. Our place in eternity has been paid for. Hallelujah. So, when you are in trouble, don't begin to feel that that is the end of the journey. 
Now, when famine seems to want to come or there is recession, or they say it's serious recession, in fact, the kind that had not been seen before, okay, when they're talking like that, don't join them in saying those things. Don't join them in acting like. Now, you will do what God tells you to do. You work wisely, but don't talk like that. Don't make it your thing. Because the Bible says, when men are falling down, we will say there's a lifting up. Hallelujah. So God says to us, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord acknowledge that it is so. If you don't acknowledge it, you will not have the benefit of it. We do not, we activate the promises of God by hearing them, receiving them into our hearts, and putting it into action or effect through the declaration of God's word. You know, the Bible says that we're a nation of kings and priests unto our God. How many of us know that? And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, this is Revelation chapter 1, verse 5, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins with his own blood, and had made us kings and priests unto, our, unto God and his father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're a nation of kings and priests. So you're a king. And the scriptures tell us that where the word of a king is, there is power. There is what? Power. So God came and paid a price for each and every one of us. Price to save us from sin. When we make a mistake, he corrects it. He comes in there. He talks to us about it. We're not to rebel. We're sheep. And so God paid this price and said, look, all the things that Adam lost, I return to you. If you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, I return it to you. Women who have pain in childbirth can reduce it by the promise. By this covenant, we can reduce it. By the work of the redemption, we can reduce it. Are you in debt? It seems like you can't pay the debt. The Bible says, for we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace is the product of redemption. Because of the price of Jesus Christ, God made his power available freely to everyone who will believe because it has been paid for. It cost God something. It comes to us free. So that if somebody is going through, is in debt, for example, and you can't seem to pay, there's no apparent way of paying. And you're a believer. 
you need to key into the redemption. You need to key into the redemption. He says, let the redeemed of the Lord declare it is so. Say so. Cash in on your redemption. On your redemption rights. They are rights. Somebody wants to, you know, the devil wants to destroy your marriage. Cash in on your redemption rights. They are rights. You notice that you lost your peace. Maybe they said something. Maybe, um, you know, a hurricane struck, whatever, and you seem to have lost the things that you had. Cash in on the redemption. The devil is a thief. The Bible says that when a thief is caught, he will restore sevenfold. I mean, there was no when there is stealing, there's destruction. That the devil is involved. He said the thief coming up but to do what? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. So if any of these three things are happening, it's the devil, it's the thief. So when things are happening, these are basic things we know about the gospel. You can cash your redemption rights or check on that matter. Whatever it is. That's what we do when we say we're standing on the word of God. That's what we're doing. We're going to God on the basis of the covenant saying, these are things you have done for me. They are mine. Healing is mine. Divine health is mine. I'm a lender, not a borrower. Praise the Lord.